Hello, and welcome to today's employer advisory podcast, Vaccine Hesitancy, addressing common concerns and information. The time is here. Just a few weeks ago, the U.S. has cleared the path for all people 16 and older to be eligible to receive the COVID-19 vaccine in every state. But does opening the floodgates mean everyone will and can be vaccinated? Hello, and welcome to today's employer advisory podcast, Healthy Snacks, where we provide food for thought on issues affecting wellness and well-being. We each bring a unique perspective to the conversation. I'm Richard Lowe, and I'm a pharmacist and clinical account executive with RX Connection. And I'm Stacy Motley, an HR and diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging consultant. So Stacy, for everyone tuning in today, how can this Healthy Snacks podcast help employees and employers? It's a great question. So healthy snacks, you know, as you said, it's food for thought, right? So we're talking about wellness, we're talking about well-being um, overall. And so I'm sure some people wonder, what's the difference between wellness and well-being? So wellness is really overall health. Well-being encompasses everything. So you have your physical health, um, well-being, your mental well-being, and your financial well-being. And so one thing that's been a hot topic lately is COVID and the COVID vaccine, which obviously touches on physical well-being, but really it also touches on things like mental well-being and financial well-being with the impact on um, the economy last year, financial well-being has certainly been impacted. And then with um, the anxiety that a lot of people have seen when it comes to whether or not they would get COVID, going back to the office, all those different things, we've seen an increase in anxiety and depression overall. And so mental well-being is certainly in the conversation. Awesome. So, so you're probably tired of hearing about COVID, 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 but you know, I'm encouraging you don't don't tune out just yet. Stacy and I, we're not here to simply just give you an update, but we want to have real dialogue on what we're hearing in communities regarding the vaccine, leading to a greater awareness of the much larger, larger healthcare issues that need to be addressed and discussed. So what's the latest? With the vaccine, over 230 million doses have been given. And over half of all American, adu- American adults have received their first dose with almost 40% being fully vaccinated. And currently there are three vaccines available, meaning they're approved and authorized by the FDA and all adults are eligible to receive it. But if we dig a little bit deeper, the CDC reports that of the population receiving the first dose, two thirds were white which may suggest that other communities who have been disproportionately affected by the pandemic, notably Black and Hispanic, may not have the same access to the vaccine. And since March 1st, with each passing week, the gap has persisted and widened. And it's also reported that 17% of Americans are still hesitant to receive the vaccine. Or in other words, they're not rushing to get in line. So Stacy, what is causing this hesitancy? And is this the same thing um, when we hear that label an anti-vaxxer? 
Oh, that's a great question, Richard. So no, I don't think that it's the same thing as being anti-vaxxer. The conversations that I've had with my friends and family, no one's mentioned being anti-vaccinations. Really what it is, is that there's a history of mistrust um, with the medical industry. And, you know, a lot of it's when I'm talking to my friends and family, they cite the Tuskegee experiments. Um, they cite how they've been treated um, when they've gone in to have a medical procedure done or when they've gone in with a complaint. Um, it's There's a lot more to it than that. Um, the other thing that has come up is just thinking that maybe it's a little too quick. Have they had enough time to really test things out when it comes to these vaccines? And then the other thing is just an overload of information. Nobody has the time to do the research necessary to really know what's going on. And there's information coming from so many different sources. Who knows what to trust? Um, speaking of information coming out from different sources, we saw recently the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was shut down. And so that goes back to the other point of, was it too quick? We're seeing all of these different reasons being cited. Man, so I, I get what you're saying. So hesitancy doesn't mean anti, but more caution. And I totally get that, uh, especially when the FDA, what you just referenced with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, you know, I, I don't interpret it as a second rate option, but but definitely I, th I think it was the right step in evaluating the, the true safety and and I'm glad we're continually monitoring the situation. And I'll be honest, when I heard about Johnson & Johnson vaccine being that one and done dose, easy to transport, easy to store, you know, I thought this was really gonna be the real solution um, and answer due to logistics and convenience alone. Now the FDA, they've since lifted the pause, um, but I do think some trust will need to be rebuilt among those who were hesitant at first and maybe even, even skeptical before. But you're right, facts are facts. The vaccine was developed at a blistering pace, uh, something we've never seen before. And many are still in that, that wait and see bucket. And, that, and that's fair. Um, I think also, guiding, you know, building off the mistrust is just a lot of us are, we, we lead really busy lives and we're getting filtered information left and right, uh, whether it's from the, the news outlets or just social media. So what, what can we really trust? Um, but it's really about making that, that informed decision. So let's talk about for um, our audience, our first action item, how can organizations play a role in bridging the trust gap? So that's also a great question. So employers have a really, really important role to play when it comes to bridging the trust gap. One thing that I would say is just, you know, talking to your employees, get to know what the history is um, with them in the medical industry, just in general, why they might have some mistrust when it comes to getting the vaccine listen to what they have to say. Don't necessarily tell them what to do, but encourage them to seek more education themselves and also yourself get education. Make sure that you're looking into what's happened in the past so that way you know how to address what's happening currently. Um, another thing that I would say is just reminding your employees that what you do impacts the community at large as well and the people you love. And so when it comes to COVID, you can't keep COVID to yourself. That's not how it works, you know? So when you get the vaccine, you're not just protecting yourself, you're also protecting your loved one, your, your loved one. You're protecting your friends, your family, you're protecting your community at large. Um, another thing that I would say is just that, you know, I, 
hate to go there with it, but I think that all of us want to just get back to life. We want to be able to get back out there and we want to do it safely. And that's important as well. Absolutely. I think having that, that weight uh, just, just lifted off is, is huge for us to kind of return to a little bit of normalcy. Um, one more point I, I do want to touch on, you know, also from a clinical view, that's, that's really not, not talked about too much. I don't, I don't, or at least I haven't experienced, but you know, we do hear about what's called mutations and they, they create these variants within the virus and that really could prolong the pandemic for, for who knows how long. Um, but as more people do get vaccinated, then we would expect that circulation and spread to decrease, thus leading to fewer mutations and fewer variants. And, and as we transition, you know, that discussion from the clinical and hesitancy to access, and I, I definitely agree with you, I think rebuilding that trust does take time. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. It needs to be consistent and double downed and, and really um, uh, a constant message there. But what are the challenges when we talk about equitable access, you know, that employees continue to experience with regards to the vaccine? Uh, so some things that I've seen and heard would just be socioeconomic status, honestly. I mean, that plays a role, um, whether or not you have the money to get transportation to get to a site, um, whether or not you have the ability to take time off, quite frankly, to get to a site. Not all jobs offer paid time off. I um, mean, not everyone has paid time off they can spare um, to get time off, to, to go get the vaccination. And so one thing the Biden administration did announce recently, I saw um, that they are giving incentives for employers to offer paid time off to get the vaccine, which is great. But that plays a role as well, just the ability to get to a site, the ability to take time off. Um, the other thing is just, you know, if there is a way to get the vaccine over to those areas where people just, you know, aren't able to get out, that would be something that would be great to see. Awesome. No, I, I agree with you. I think when we saw the initial rollout that I think the intent was there with a lot of the mass, we called mass vaccination clinics. Um, but, it, you know, it, it was more about how do you get in line? Does it require you to get online? Do we have the true access? Like you stated, people have jobs where they can't break away from work. Or what about just transportation? You know, could they, are they homebound? Um, you know, do they live outside of an institution where these vaccines can't just be readily available and delivered? And like I stated before, I'm a pharmacist and, and many of my colleagues, they're still, you know, still administering the vaccines at their stores, at those same mass clinics and in the nursing homes. Um, but the challenges, I believe, still remain not only for the hesitant, but still, you know, for the population that still want the vaccine. Um, so for our second action item, and I know, Stacey, you touched on it a little bit already, but how do we truly prioritize equitable access? I would definitely say the same thing about paid time off. If you can find a way to make sure that your employees can get paid time off to get out there and get the vaccine, that's critical. There are just so many people who are not able to do that any other way. So that'd be the biggest way to bridge the gap. Awesome. And really just for all of the above reasons that we've stated earlier, 
Uh, it's easy to see that it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Um, not only education and true understanding is required, but meeting people where they are is really important. Uh, extending clinics into underserved communities, partnering with trusted providers and, and voices, really, and prioritizing groups and making them feel known, they're all crucial steps. So Stacy, you know, we covered a lot today, um, especially on, on hesitancy and equity and access. And I really appreciate, you know, all of you tuning in today. You know, it's, it's clear this is a complex and evolving topic that impacts so many of us, our colleagues, friends, family, community members. And as we mentioned earlier, um, you know, we're going to continue this conversation. It's just not, we're just not going to talk about COVID. I think it brings that larger awareness. Um, and hopefully we'll make this a three-part podcast series that you'll you'll find interesting and tune into. And I, I'd like to remind everyone that you can access additional resources, um, employer advisory sessions and podcasts. They're all on our website, either at the Coronavirus Advisory Hub, and you can head over um, after this session right now, and go to onedigital.com forward slash coronavirus. And there's also a diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging hub. And that's found at onedigital.com forward slash inclusion. And remember, uh, we're here to support you, keep you informed, and stand by your side as you navigate you know, the next few months, no matter what that looks like. Don't hesitate to reach out to any of us um, to learn more and stay safe healthy and stay connected with your family, friends, and coworkers. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thank you.